And then, like I said, three and a half years ago, I, I was the first time I really invested in myself and in other coaches to, to find other people that were living the life that I wanted to and to, to follow their path. So I wouldn't necessarily have to go figure it out on my own. And, and through that, realized that, hey, what they were doing for me is something that I wanted to do. Welcome to Men of Abundance, the podcast for those looking to level up their lives by hanging out with some of the greatest leaders and established professionals in our community, living a life of integrity, honor, and the abundance mentality. Prepare to pay it forward with your host, former army medic turned lifestyle entrepreneur, Wally Carmichael. What's up, what's up, Men of Abundance? I am Wally Carmichael, your founder and host of the Men of Abundance podcast, the Pay It Forward community, showing you, proving to you that you can, in fact, live a life of abundance and prosperity on your way to having more. And by more, I mean more connections, more relationships, better quality connections and relationships, more stuff, and yes, more money. Contrary to popular belief, there is absolutely nothing wrong wrong with wanting and having more. In fact, being a man of abundance requires you to have more. Abundance, by definition, is having more than enough resources so that you can share that with others. More than enough information, more than enough relationships, connections, more than enough resources so that you can pay it forward and share all of that with others. And that's in part what we're talking about today. We're talking about exceeding your goals. That's not to say that reaching your goals is simple, but when you are setting your goals and you're taking the right action and you have the right mindset, many times I have found that most will end up exceeding, far exceeding their goals because they set their goals outright. You know, you've heard the saying, Shoot for the stars and you may hit the moon or something like that. The bottom line is this. Aim high, set lofty, outrageous goals, and then break all of that up into bite-sized action plans and get to work. All right, that's the basics, but we're going to get a little bit more into that here in this conversation. And listen, if this is your first time tuning into the Men of Abundance podcast, the way the program works, the way this show works is I have one to two, sometimes three interview sessions throughout the week. I may have three because sometimes I just like to throw in some bonus conversations with some amazing people that I'm having conversations with, and I just want to share that with you. But then on Friday is brand new. Tomorrow is our very first episode of the Abundance and Prosperity Business Mastery episode. And what that's all about is many of the listeners absolutely love the conversations in reference to living a life of abundance in your personal life, but many of the listeners of Men of Abundance are entrepreneurs and business owners. And far too many of you are struggling unnecessarily and don't even realize it. The reason why I say that is because your leads, conversions, and your income is keeping up with industry norms. And most industry norms are way too low. I also know some of you are struggling because I've been stalking you. I've been stalking some of the businesses out there. I've been checking out your marketing. I've been checking out your websites. And while many of the websites are absolutely beautiful, they do absolutely nothing for your business. And what I mean by that is they are not generating you profits. You're not attracting leads and you're definitely not converting leads with your website. And entrepreneurs being who they are, they don't like their baby being called ugly, and many do not want to ask for help. 
So I've decided to start sharing strategies and case studies on Fridays, and I'm calling it Abundance and Prosperity Business Mastery for those of you who just want to listen in, get some of the strategies, and then you can implement them right after the show. I'm doing this because it's another way for me to pay it forward to business owners, which impacts their life, their family, all of their employees and their families, and the economy. So make sure that you are subscribed on your favorite podcast player to Men of Abundance so you don't miss one single episode. And make sure you're abundant in your actions today by paying it forward and sharing this Men of Abundance podcast with everyone you come in contact with. They will greatly appreciate it, and so do I. All right, our featured guest today is the lead trainer and lead coach inside the Prosperity Revolution. He is a natural leader and a speaker who knows how to impact and reach an audience. He is the author of two best-selling books, as well as an entrepreneur. He has built multiple successful businesses in the areas of insurance and real estate. He recently fulfilled his longtime dream of selling his insurance agency to follow his dream of being a full-time coach. Our future guest was a lieutenant serving our country in the United States Army. As a platoon leader during Operation Iraqi Freedom, he was charged with the safety and leadership of 42 soldiers as they served our country in Kuwait. He has a simple philosophy on life. Live what you teach. Nate sees what needs to be done and he does it. He pushes his teams to the max, and he makes sure he's always leading from the front by pushing himself one step beyond. In his quest to expand his physical limits, in his quest to expand his physical limits, he has completed Ironman Arizona Silfit Kokoro 45 and has completed a 100-mile solo run. Most recently, he was a member of a six-man team that rode their bicycles across America to raise awareness and over $300,000 in donations for a nonprofit, LifeWater, to provide clean water and sanitary bathrooms for nine schools and help over 9,000 kids in Ethiopia. His mission in life is to impact men and women who are ready to truly have the life they have always desired. You can find Nate at natebaileyspeaks.com. Men of Abundance, it is my honor to introduce you to Nate Bailey. Nate, welcome to Men of Abundance, brother. How are you doing? I'm great. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Oh, my pleasure, brother. Where are you at in the world? Um, I'm in, in Minnesota, just south of the Twin Cities, about an hour. A little cold out there? Yeah. Well, you know, this week's been actually kind of unseasonably warm a little bit, like getting into the 40s, actually. But but yeah, it's it's uh, it's not far away. I know that much. So. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's definitely not like the weather over here. Actually, it was beautiful yesterday, but it's been raining. It started raining last night, and it's raining pretty hard right now. So, yeah, we need it uh, yeah. in Tampa, Florida area. Anyhow, man, I like to start out the conversation the way I start every single morning, which is with an attitude of gratitude. How, what do you have to be grateful for today, Nate? Yeah, well, I mean, first and foremost, I'm grateful to be alive and, you know, for my family, for my health. Um, I just uh, – a friend of mine just – she works um, at this sports performance place and did this 10,000 foot challenge um, to climb 10,000 feet on a Versa climber. I don't know if you've ever heard of those. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, I had never heard of one and until then, and I'd never like been on one. So I was like, yeah, I'll do that. Why not? And uh, <laughs> two and a half hours later, I was like, holy cow, what did I get myself into? Yeah. So, grateful to be able to do stuff like that and push my body and but yeah it was a, quite the challenge to start the day off yeah that is one heck of a workout man i mean 
10, yeah. 15 minutes is, is wow. That's a, that's a workout, but two hours. Yeah. It took me two and a half hours. So I, I imagine there's people that do it faster than that, but it was my first time ever on it. And so I didn't yeah. know what to expect anything. Well, you're but, obviously uh, in pretty good shape to be able to go that long. Yeah. Well, I've, I've been, yeah, I'm training for a 200 mile run right now. I just did a hundred mile run in, um, October. So yeah, I'm definitely, you know, cardiovascular wise. And, yeah. Yeah, pretty, yeah. But that'll work a whole different set of muscles, man. That's pretty yeah, sweet. Yeah, Yeah, I got off that thing and just well fell over the ground. <laughs> <laughs> but, but how freaking awesome is it, man? That just, that's just such an amazing feeling to exert your body to that extent. And, yeah. and, you know, and, and really it's not like you're out in the woods or in Iraq or Kuwait or, you know, being shot at or anything like that, where the stress level is even higher. Yeah. It's just an amazing feeling to be able to accomplish something like that. Yeah, definitely. It, it feels, it feels really good when you're done the, the whole time during it. You're like, Oh man. But uh, no, yeah, it's to, to be able to do that stuff. It's uh, I love, I love that, you know, just to push yourself, see, see what you're really capable of. So yeah, yeah, for sure. It, it really makes for a good day, man. So how would you describe yourself, Nate? Well, just kind of that, you know, I mean, I, I'm a big, I'm big on pushing myself, especially physically, but in all areas, but I, but I see a lot of carryover when I push myself physically into, into all of the other areas as well. And, um, so I'm always trying to see, you know, like I said, I'm, I'm gearing up to run a 200 mile race. And so I'm always trying to see what I'm capable of and what my true uh, capacity is and I uh, do the same thing as a coach and uh, as a leader is, you know, when I'm coaching our clients, um, you know, it's part of my job is to to help them to see the same thing in themselves and, and to let them know that, hey, they can, you know, you really can do more and uh, and you don't have to do it at a sacrifice to the rest of your life either. So uh, I'm driven. Um, I'm trying to grow and get better every single day and lead by example. You know, I want to ask you this because as a as a man who has pushed myself a lot in my life, I've I, you know I went through the full twenty two days of special forces selection and assessment, broke my foot on the final road march, which was about twenty eight miles, and I think I broke my foot about it it snapped due to all the weight, just stress fractures, about eight miles in, and I went the rest of the way. On a broken foot, just to give you an idea of some of the stuff I pushed myself through, I've done the spur yeah. ride, got my spurs, even though I wasn't in a cav unit. And I know guys out there know what I'm talking about. I'm not going to get into the whole story, but it's three days of hell, 72 hours yeah. of hell uh, to get your spurs. And they were like, Doc, what the hell are you doing this for? You can't even wear the damn thing because I was supporting a cav unit. But and many other things, I can just go on and on my experience in Sinai Peninsula and everything and all over the world. But when I'm talking to guys, because you and I do similar things as far as coaching I coach only men to live a life of abundance and prosperity and family, faith, finances, and fitness. And it sometimes, you know, I, I'm, I, I worked with this for a while, but I'm better at it now, but I'm wondering why I'm going to get to the question here in a minute. (laughs) But the bottom line is this, for those of us who are high performers and have done stuff like that and pushed ourselves to the limit in our life, when you run into somebody who really just does not think that they can even push their business a little bit further or push their, you know, take their relationship to a next level. How do you deal with some of these guys? Because for me, I call it imposter, not imposter syndrome. I call it, um, uh, the, uh, the curse of knowledge Uh that I just think everybody kind of has this mentality, but the more men that I connect with, I find 
most men don't. They just don't. I uh, I wouldn't necessarily accept it. You know, I mean, like, I'm I'm not afraid to take a bold stand with my clients, which is sometimes like sometimes it's almost like you're kind of taking a chance, right? Because you don't know how they're going to react. But at the same time, it's kind of how I see our job is to help them to get the results that they want. And if they really want it, then they're going to have to trust in us and what we do and what we push them. Um, and then you can just, you know, you, you already know what's possible, right? Because what have, what you've seen in your life or maybe what you've seen from the results of other clients that you've worked with. And, um, and so, yeah, when you run into those things, I think it's natural, you know, it depends on the person, depends on the time and how, how I might, exactly respond in that situation but just to just to stand there and hold space and and uh you know certainty i think that i think when someone's working with someone like yourself or myself they're they're really looking for like this power and certainty or some people will call it confidence um that we know like that we believe and know what we're talking about and to help them to get where they want yeah and just the ability to instill in them that they have within them already what they need and as a coach all we do is pull that out of them yeah it's just an amazing feeling to be able to do that so i like to get into this kick in the gut moment up front because many times this kick in the gut moment is what pushes the rest of the conversation because those of us who have recognized these moments in our life that have kicked us down uh, and then we've come back from that. Many of the people I have these conversations with, because sometimes that kind of changes the trajectory of their life and really just puts them on the path that they're currently on or, or you know, gets them started on that. So if you would share with us one of those kick in the gut moments and uh, really make us feel that. Yeah. Okay. Um, you know, one that I guess it's kind of a kick in the gut. Um, 2000 so yeah this year in march i decided that i you know it was when i decided that i would i wanted to run 100 miles um you know without stopping in a race you know under 30 hours and so i gave myself three months to prepare and i really hadn't been running at all and it was you know it's middle of winter here and and uh you know just conditions weren't great to be outside and training and um and so I showed up to this first race and I, I made it 64 miles and, and I got kicked off the course because I missed the cutoff time. And we, you know, I had three other guys there helping me and, and we all thought that we were on track. We were just doing the math, you know, to finish 100 miles in 30 hours was an 18 minute pace. And we were we were under that. Uh, but but when you look in, into the rule book, um, you know, you had I missed it by like 10 or 15 minutes and could have easily been there. But we were we really were kind of conserving energy and, and taking our time. And so it was definitely a kick in the gut because I went back out on the course and then, and then that's when they realized, Hey, like, where's he going? Like he's done. Like he missed, he missed the cutoff. So they yelled out my number and then they came to talk to us, the race director. And they're like, Hey, we can't let you go. Like, you know, you missed the cutoff and we pleaded with them to let us continue and, and to no avail. And, and so, you know, I, I had ran, basically 64 miles, which is way further than I had ever gone in, in my life. But at the same time, I told myself, you know, I was, I wanted to run a hundred miles. And, and so uh, there was a decision to be made, right? A lot of people would be like, well, Hey, I mean, look at what you did. You ran 64. That's way more than anybody. You're like, at least you tried, or at least you showed up. And um, for me, especially as a coach, you know, and to be an example to my kids, to my, to, uh, to my clients, um, you know, if I'm going to set out to do something, I want to be my word and I want to follow through on that. And so, um, so then I, I signed up for another hundred mile race in late July 
and made it like 76 miles. And again, my body kind of quit on me that time. And, uh, and I had another choice, like, am I going to continue to do this? Why am I doing this? All these questions that we all deal with, no matter what it is that you're doing. And uh, just continue. And there's like, again, it's, you know, my goal wasn't to run 76. It was to run 100. And so, and then in o- October, I went out to the Pony Express 100. And, uh, and finally, in my third attempt, I completed it. So um, kicking the gut big time. The, the first time when I got pulled off, really, because, you know, we hadn't paid attention to the details. And, and we should have known, you know, what the cutoff times were and where to be and by when. And, uh, and then just to continue, um, you know, not how I had it planned out. Ideally, I would have uh, finished the first first time. And, and but, you know, there was a ton of lessons that were taken from that experience and continuing to push through, even though um, it could have been very easy to, um, you know, not. I completely get that, man, especially I can sense the frustration in the first event um, when you pulled off and you didn't just because of the rules. Yeah. Man, but hey, congratulations, man, on pushing through that because, you know, ultimately that's what it takes. That's what it takes for high performers to, you know, not take no as an answer. Sometimes we can't get past the rules. I have a book over here called First Rule is Break All the Rules. But, (laughs) (laughs) you know, I'm not about breaking laws. I'm about breaking rules. Right. Uh, right. But uh, but absolutely, man. I mean, it just it says a lot about who you are as a person, as a man and as a coach, because that's the type of people that. You know, that's the type of coach that people want to follow and want them leading them. So I dig it. Yeah. And, I, you know, I mean, it's, it's come a little bit, of, uh, well, maybe not even a little bit. It's just like integrity, right? <laughs> How am I going to sit and, uh, <clears throat> you know, coach other men and women on what to do and how to live? And 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 if I'm, if, if I'm going to set outcomes for myself and then fall short and, and basically quit, right? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So – what made you really kind of get into coaching? Because, you know, you sold one of your businesses and, you know, you basically followed your dream of becoming a coach. What was it about being a coach and doing what you're doing now that was such a driving factor for you? Yeah. So, I mean, the journey really started for me three and a half years ago as I invested into myself. Um, You know, I've always grown you know, growing up, whether it was in whether it was in athletics in high school and in college, or um, you know, in the military, I, I was an officer, and and uh, even inside a business, and you know, different um, professional uh, associations that I was a part of, I was out, I always found myself gravitating towards a leadership role, and uh, I was a teacher, had a teaching degree, you know, coached high school and college football and, and basketball, and um, so I've always felt called to I think help others and to impact other people's lives and and um and then like I said three and a half years ago I I was the first time I really invested in myself and in other coaches to to find other people that were living the life that I wanted to and to to follow their path so I wouldn't necessarily have to go figure it out on my own and and through that realized that hey what they were doing for me is something that I wanted to do and uh, I can remember from a very er early time you know, when you're in school and they would call you to like the assembly or they'd bring you into the cafeteria or to the auditorium and there'd be a speaker there. <clears throat> and uh, I can very distinctly remember those times growing up in school when we would come and listen to these speakers who would travel around the country and impact and inspire and motivate with their messages. And I always thought that was so 
awesome, right? And uh, so it was kind of all of that led me to where I am today, like knowing that I wanted to do something like what I'm doing, just didn't know what it looked like or how it would ever happen. And, uh, you know, life has a weird way of doing that, right? Like kind of <laughs> taking you down this path and to the, to what it is that you were supposed to do. Um, so yeah, that's kind of how I ended up where I am today. Yeah, I dig it, man. And I, I've always liked those, those, uh, speeches like that as well. And those, you know, I would guess kind of motivational speakers, if you will, but I didn't really get that much into it until I was actually stationed in Germany and wandered into the library, <laughs> an, unfa- an unfamiliar place for me as a child. Um, and, uh, I gravitated towards the videos and the cassette tapes and found cassettes of, you know, Zig Ziglar and, you know, Brian Tracy and all these cats. I was like, man, oh man, this is heaven right here. Yeah. If your coach doesn't have a coach, I think that's, that's, I I definitely believe in that. Like if, if they think they got it all figured out, then you probably want to find somebody else. Yeah, absolutely. That's why I don't like the term expert because an expert to me anyway, in my mind is uh, somebody who just feels that they know everything about their their industry, and you yeah. will never know everything there is to know about your industry. You may be at the top right. of the game. Tony Robbins has coaches, and he's yeah. the top. Co- he created this whole idea of life coaching, if you yeah. want, and took it mainstream like it is. I don't know that he created it, but because others were doing it, but he definitely yeah, yeah. took it to the level that he's got it at now, and he's got coaches. So, and one thing about, I always talk about guys is, you know, it's easier for guys to take on the idea of having a coach as opposed to asking for help. It's the same thing, but it's just in a man's mind. It's like, I'll hire a coach. I'm not going to hire somebody. You know, I will personally, but I know a lot of guys, they don't like it. Right. I think there's something to, uh, to that for sure. Yeah. So share some good news stories, man. What are some good news stories? You don't have to share any names or anything like that, but what have you been able to do for um, men, women, and families? This this year, you know, just that we're, we're leading into the end of the year, and it's been a time where I've been reflecting and thinking back on on some of the impact that we've had. We we had an incredible year this year. We we did like eighteen or nineteen events. I mean, we were just going constantly. Large group events. We do our like three and a half day kind of full immersion type type events, and, and for men and women, and and uh, we've we've been able to impact some people. We, you know, one in particular I'm thinking of like. Actually, well, him, and then that made me think of another guy. Like coming into our events, like, hey, I basically, like, had decided they were going to get a divorce, and just they were there to, uh, you know, figure out how they were going to go about it or going to do it right. And just just through what we do and conversations that we would have, and and to see them now, like, they took a complete 180 and have this incredible marriage, and and really focusing in on on how they are as a father and inside their homes and, and to see their lives totally just uh, change and go in a, a completely different direction and be as happy as they've been, you know, in a long time, already successful in business. You know, I mean, just because somebody's successful in business doesn't mean anything else in all the other areas. And sometimes it, it probably means that, you know, all the other areas are a mess if, if you're doing well in one area because we tend to focus, especially as men, on, one thing at a time, right? So mm-hmm. that's just the transformation, you know, the people that, you know, inside of the bodies or the fitness and, and to see them like doing things that they've just never thought were possible, right? That's the biggest thing, just to, to see the light go on and to when people realize that they can do so much more, you know, I'm a, I'm a big David Goggins fan and I have mm-hmm. been for years. And so consume a lot of his stuff as well. 
and his story and, 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 you know, just, we, we, you know, we put these perceived limits on ourselves and then we just, uh, we kind of operate in that mode <laughs> and it's such a low gear and, uh, when they're, when they're capable of doing so much more. And so, um, yeah, it's just been, you know, a lot of men and women and families are impacted generations, really, if you really think about it, by what we've been doing here the last few years. So, Yeah, for sure. You're definitely interrupting that pattern. Um, somebody just posted the other day about, you know, the, the whole broke generations, generations of broke and generations of poor. And I'm the one that broke that broke mindset in my family. Uh, for sure. Some others are left behind in that regard, but hey, you know, <laughs> I was not gonna, I just saw it and I, and I got too many other things to do in my life, man. So that's awesome, man. And it just makes such a huge impact, not just on that family, but ultimately it'll make an impact, like you said, generations, but also in the community. Yeah. Yes. In their job and everything they do. And I've found the same thing. My experience is if guys are doing great in business, chances are there's other areas that definitely need a lot of work. Um, there's yeah. no, true balance i call it more of a counterbalance but um yeah i dig it man i did uh david goggins uh mindset as well man he's super intense yeah he is yeah that's pretty awesome so we're gonna we're at the point where we're gonna pay it forward you ready to do that brother yeah i'm ready excellent so share one to three actionable steps that men of abundance can take today i think far too often we we do what we know or we do what is is comfortable right and so i talked about it in the beginning of hopping on the versa climber i mean this this uh friend of mine asked me yesterday if i wanted to do it and i was like yeah sure and i was like what time can i be there and like basically it had a plan within five minutes and so it's too often we want to gather a bunch of information or we want to know how instead of just choosing to do it right and um and so I'm, i'm a big fan of just choose and go and figure it out along the way versus being in this uh, surface confusion mindset of, you know, sharpening pencils and creating logos and organizing your desk and doing everything except mm-hmm. what be required to help you get what you really want. And uh, so, yeah, you know, the biggest thing I can think of is, you know, get a little uncomfortable, do, do something hard every day, push yourself, continue to try and grow a little bit and, uh, and don't think about it too much. Just, just, just move, get in action. Yeah, for sure. As soon as you get that in your mindset that 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 little dude in the back of your head or little gal, whoever whoever it is saying, hey, you can't do this or because of some story you told yourself, then just right then and there, just jump in, just do it. Yeah. Don't even just do it. And I'm telling you, yeah. man, it's not going to be as bad as you thought it was. Yeah, absolutely. And then all that goes away, like almost immediately. Right. Well, that's where confidence comes from. Confidence doesn't come from making a decision to say, I'm going to be confident. Confidence comes from doing the action and realizing that, yeah, maybe it was hard. Maybe I didn't get get the results that I wanted immediately, but now I know. Now I know the process. Now I know I can at least go that far. Next time I can go a little bit further, just like what you said with with the races that you did. Yeah, yeah. Wonderful. So what are the rituals that make the biggest impact in your life? Yeah, so you know we we um, we have what we call ATMs, so actions that matter. So every single day, um, you know, I, I sweat, I work out my body, I push up, I push myself physically, um, I invest in my relationships. So I'm always sending messages or leaving messages for my kids or my wife. 
um, for people, friends that I haven't maybe talked to in a while, just send a quick text or voice voice message. Um, and then uh, I make sure that I meditate every day. And that has been a game changer for me. At least 20 minutes every day, I, I meditate to create some space for me and so that I can be productive throughout the whole day and not hit that wall and have to drink a pot of coffee or slam some energy drinks. Mm-hmm. Last piece is just that I always make sure that I'm, I'm learning. So I'm always reading something or listening to a book and then uh and then i always and then we teach so we'll study and teach we'll just and usually on facebook we'll just be like you know create a post based on something i've learned that day or you know like today after getting off the versa climber after two and a half hours there was a lot of lessons there that i shared you know just to share and help teach and so that it can become a part of me instead of just reading it and forgetting it yeah, that's a, that is absolutely huge. First off, those rituals sound super familiar, but one of the biggest things, and a lot of people miss that last part. When you want to learn a new subject, guys, and you want to really master it, first you got to read, then you got to write. My, this is me. You read, then you write about what you read, then you go share that with somebody else. You teach somebody else, even if you have to go teach your dog, teach your you know, teach yourself in the mirror, you have to verbalize that and you have to, because you only know a subject to the point, to the extent that you can share it with somebody else. Right. Right. And as soon as you start sharing it with somebody else, you realize, dang, I forgot about that part. I need to go back and revisit that. And that's where the real mastery comes from. I love it. Absolutely. love that, man. So speaking of reading, what would you recommend that our abundant leaders read or listen to and why? Yeah. Well, I've, uh, you know, I mentioned David Goggins already. And so that's been, his book just came out. Yeah. Uh, which I'm sure mo- many people are talking about right now. And um, so I've been listening to that. That's, um, that's, that's been a, a fun listen, especially <laughs> the audio book because they do like podcast style. And so he goes into deeper depth about each chapter in between. So that's been uh, one that I've really, another one, you know, like if we're going to, we might as well stay on the Navy SEAL uh, train here and uh, Jocko Willink, i I listened to his extreme ownership book when that came out and then, uh, and listening to his, his book on dichotomy of leadership. Um, of, I think it's dichotomy of yeah, extreme yeah. leadership maybe. Mm-hmm. And, um, but yeah, extreme, that, and extreme leadership. Yeah. It's been great as well. Mm-hmm. So those are two just kind of fresh that I've been listening to recently that I'd highly recommend. Yeah. They're great. Yeah. Great, great uh, guys. I dig both their, uh, well, I, I listen to Jocko's um, YouTube. I like to watch his stuff on YouTube, Yeah. Um, but he does some, he has some really good content out there, really good stuff. What do you feel holds most people back from living a life of true abundance and prosperity? Um, you know, I think mostly it's, it's mindset. It's, you know, stories that they've created and bought into that they believe to be true, right. That, that aren't getting them what they want. Um, and it's, so it's really helping them to see something different. You know, there's, there's, well, there's the things that we don't know that we don't know. And, uh, it's in that realm where, you know, if you can be open and, uh, willing to learn and grow is where you can really start to, to make the change or through transformation. So, yeah, I mean, I think it's really big, you know, the stories that the people have created in their life about who they are or how much money they can or can't make, or, you know, they can never lose the weight because, um, you know, it's just, you know, because they're special for some reason, right? Or it just wasn't meant to be, or circumstances, just all these stories and beliefs that they have that really aren't true. 
Absolutely correct. I 100% agree with that. What does living a life of abundance mean to you, Nate? Free of financial stress, right? So in, in a place where financially I'm, I'm you know, I'm, I'm good. I'm, I, I don't have to worry about money. Uh, I can do things that I want to with my life, with my family. Uh, but also um, I'm able to impact and serve others as well to, um, you know, whether that's with, with my dollars to help others as well as just time and energy and, and impacting other people's lives and, and not really focused or thinking about what it is that I do, but just doing something that really truly fulfills me and, and just being in this place, not just financially, but in all areas where I've just, uh, you know, it's never perfect, right? And talk to our clients all the time about progress, not perfection. So not looking for a perfect life, adversity and disease and death and catastrophe is going to happen. That's guaranteed. But just being in a place of abundance would have me prepared to be able to deal with those situations as well when they happen and not throw me into this huge, deep pit that I can't get out of. Yeah, absolutely. No, I dig that, man. So we are definitely going to have NateBaileySpeaks.com linked up in the show notes. But before we close this up, what did you want to make sure that our abundant leaders get out of our conversation today? Yeah, I appreciate that. Yeah, I mean, if they, you know, if they want to find out more about me, that's a place to go. But, uh, you know, I'll just leave you with, again, just show up every single day. Um, don't worry about what's happened in your past. Use those experiences uh, to help you move forward, but don't get too far out into the future where you, you know, aren't in action and just stay present here today and just wake up, you know, with what's in front of you and, and, um, you know, create the life that you really want. If you're not where you want to be, you can get there. Just, just be open and, and be willing to do some work and show up every day. Just get a little bit better. Yeah, absolutely. Change that story in your head, man. And, uh, and have an open mind. I totally dig it. All right, brother, we are going to close this up. Great conversation. I appreciate your time. I really dig everything you're doing. I greatly appreciate that, man. Go out and live your life of abundance and keep paying it forward. Yeah, thank you. My pleasure. All right, guys, to be quite honest with you, I am not the one that really subscribes to never quit. There's a reason for that. I personally ended up quitting something that I wanted very dearly in my life. And I've talked about this before. But ultimately, I gave up that dream because I had a bigger dream. I had bigger and better things I wanted for my family. So if you're chasing after something and it is causing you more pain and causing those around you more pain, then I suggest you reevaluate what it is that you're doing and truly decide if that's the path you want to go on. Now, once you make the decision that that is the path that you want to go on, then get to work and do the work and get it done. Listening to Men of Abundance and Nate and all of these other amazing conversations is great. It's excellent for your mindset, but ultimately you have to get up and get to work. We are sharing with you the mindset and the strategies to get it done. Grasp a hold of what works best for you, what resonates with you, then implement those strategies. Now, go out and live your life of abundance and make sure to pay it forward. That's all for today, Abundance Leaders. For more about our guests and the powerful information we shared with you today, be sure to sign up for our mailing list at menofabundance.com. We appreciate your time and look forward to hanging out with you on our next episode. So until then, be sure to pay it forward and live your life of abundance.